On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we're getting ready for our big marathon for Cure coming up this weekend at the time of recording. And uh, we just want to let you know what's going on and get you pumped for it and talk about a few things that have happened and we've seen. It's Geek Out Loud. Have I forgotten how to do this? Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out here on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. So glad to be along with you, and uh, we've got some things to discuss. We've got some things to uh, to to chitty chat about, and um, and so we we don't want to waste too too much time. Also, I'm recording this on a Wednesday morning, just around noon, and I, I've got to um, I've got you know to get to work and that sort of thing. But I definitely wanted to. Um, to get you to get this stuff out because we do have the marathon uh, for Cure coming up this weekend. And uh, if you're listening to this during the week of February 5th, then you'll hear this before the marathon on February 8th. And um, and we are trying to raise $5,000 this year. I am more excited today than I was yesterday about, um, about the marathon. And you may say, well, Stephen... Why? Why are you more excited all of a sudden? What is you are you're always excited about the marathon? Has something transpired whereby you find yourself more excited now than you were then? And to that I say, my friends, um something is something's happening. Um apparently Saturday that I, I did not know was going to happen and uh and I'm actually super duper excited about and I'm trying to pull something up here so that you know, it'll be like, oh, this, this here's a little, here's a little clue, here's a little hint of what's going down, here's a little hint of what may be happening, and um, and now I can't find what I'm looking for, and I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Well, that breaks my heart. Hold on a second. You know what? Welcome. Welcome to Geek Out Loud, everyone. Welcome to me just suddenly deciding I wanted to do something, and um, and I didn't, and I didn't, I didn't plan to do it. As often happens uh, in my life, and uh, that sometimes I get a I get a hankering to do something, and then I don't, and and I don't plan it. It's all on the spur of the moment, and so now here I am waiting on a on a external hard drive that's just about shot because I haven't ported this particular drop over to the external hard drive um 
You know what? While I'm doing this, why don't we? Why don't I? Why don't I also say this? While I'm while I'm while I'm getting ready to make to to tease something that's coming up in the uh, in the Goliverse Marathon, and I'm calling it the Goliverse Marathon, not just the Geek Out Loud Big Honkin' Show Marathon, for a reason. We want to welcome some Patreon members now. The, the Wall of Fame, the Patreon Wall of Fame, the Geek Out Loud, I should say, Wall of Fame is back up over at geekoutonline.com. If you peruse, it's it's in alphabetical order according to your last name, um, though your first name will be listed first. If you're a Patreon supporter or have ever been, uh, once you once you make the Wall of Fame, you never leave the Wall of Fame. So I, I just, it's at geekoutonline.com. You can click up on the right-hand corner, Goliverse Wall of Fame. And there you can find yourself with uh, with your with your superpower and who you are. Let me give an example here. Pachong. Um, let's see. Ted Adam Green. Ted has a strange ability to manipulate shadows. He can cause darkness to fall on his opponents, but also the way also light the way for his friends by removing the shadows. He can blend in, fade out, and defeat evil by using its own darkness against it. That's Ted Adam Green, who we would normally say is a featured supporter here, our featured Patreon supporter. Um, I'm asking, the, the thing I'm asking about the Wall of Fame is you guys make my life easier. If you're a Patreon supporter and you scroll and you don't see your name, there is a post at Patreon about the Wall of Fame. Either post on that or shoot me an email at geekoutonline at gmail.com to let me know you're not there. And um, and so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, We'll get you. We'll get you set up. But I also want to say, at this point in time in my life, uh, welcome to some new Patreon Zoo crew members. That's and that you know what I don't. It's staring me. Here's the thing. How long have we been doing Patreon, and how long has it been staring me right in front of the face? Patreon Zoo crew. Um, I'm sorry for the sipping of a coffee. I I've heard people do, um, you know, on other podcasts, our our community over at Patreon. Da, da, da. And I'm just like, I wish I had something cool to call the Patreon Patreon Zoo Crew. And so we welcome to the Patreon Zoo Crew. We welcome Catherine Flowers. Welcome Catherine. She's she's actually at the Patreon Zoo Crew level. Uh, we welcome Thomas J. Willis. We welcome um, uh, Stuffity back. And we welcome back Ben C. Foster. Now, Ben Foster, of course, gave us this little ditty. All right, if y'all know it, in a minute you got to sing with me, all right? Because this is this is one of the greatest things that anyone has ever done, really, in the history of humankind. Is write a song about geek out loud. <laughs> geek out loud is on. 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 Geek out loud. Oh my Lanta. Oh, snip it, ladies and gentlemen, snip it. Snip it, snip it, snip it. Is it, 
is it hubris to sing your own podcast song? Take it up a notch now. Come on. I never mean to play that all the way through, and then I get to that point where he kind of almost modulates a little bit, and I'm like, I can't stop this. I can't stop, won't stop, ladies and gentlemen. Can't stop, won't stop. Now, um, so welcome, everyone. Welcome, those of you, to to the Patreon Zoo Crew. Thank you so much for being a part, and thank you to everyone who supports it. Patreon.com slash geekoutloud. It really does mean the world to me. Uh, on Mondays, generally, you can find the Big Honkin' Show from the prior weekend there. If you're at the $3 level, Forceology is returning this month. It's actually going to return this weekend with Shaz Bazaar and I as we discuss Clone Wars Season 5, gearing up, mind you, for Clone Wars Season 7. So really looking forward to our conversation there with Shaz Bazaar and myself. And then um, and then uh, we brought a movie commentary back when there was no Big Honkin' Show uh, one weekend on my birthday weekend in January. And so instead of just having nothing that week for that level, we went ahead and we dropped down the movie commentary level, uh, back down to the $3 level at the Patreon zoo crew level. Um, currently over there, we have like 119 patrons and I really appreciate every single one of you supporting. I understand if you can't listen, I, I know that there have been, there were years where I went, um, where friends of mine were actually doing podcasting and, and had Patreons going, and I just wasn't in a position to to be able to 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 help them out in any way, and and uh, you know, and and as as I've gotten in a more stable position with a job and that sort of thing, I've I've tried to tried to show them some love, and so I totally get it. I understand, and I'm not. I don't. I don't consider any. I don't want to. I don't want to run my mouth too much. I'm just saying I appreciate every single one of you who listen, and I appreciate those of you who support us via Patreon. If you can't support via Patreon, there are still Amazon links at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. When you use those links, if you make sure that you um, have your cookie situation set right and everything, and and I think there ever since there've been like some updates to privacy policies and stuff, I think that by clicking on those links, it kind of it's a it's a little bit more difficult to get tracked, but please do that and help us out. We appreciate your support of the shows, uh, there. And, uh, there's some, there's some ads we definitely need to update. I know over to the sidebar of the geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. And we'll do that. And, um, and, and, you know, I, I talked about this on the big honking show. I think I talked about this some to the Mixler zoo crew a little bit, just trying to learn life. I know I talked about it to another friend off air about just trying to figure out how to, how to do life, with with the changes that have come in my life in the past year and a half or so 
and and I did not do it well um, as far as keeping everything balanced. Uh, I leaned very hard into the job, which I can't apologize for. I leaned very hard into the marriage, which I will not apologize for. Um, but at the neglect of other things that have been enjoyable to me and have been meaningful to me. And I, and I don't want, I don't, wow, we, what, 12 minutes in, we're getting off on a serious tangent here, and I'm sorry. Geek Out Loud has been very meaningful to me. And and this is the, this will always be the flagship show. Um, even if it doesn't get done, but every other six weeks, you know, I, this has always been the flagship show of, of the Goloverse to me. This has always been the one that I've enjoyed. This has always been the one that I want to be the most creative with, even though oftentimes I am not. This is this is the show that has has constantly been the one that I'm like, I need to get back there. I want to talk about this. I want to talk about that. It's the one that generates more ideas in my head than any other show that I've ever been a part of. And so I I really I, I this this matters, but at the same time, I've I will let it slide. Of course, we had the great crash of 2017. And, uh, you know, we had to bounce back from that. And I don't know that we ever fully recovered. But then, you know, around that time, like I say, some big life changes begin to take shape and, and form up. And so, um, but listen, I don't, you guys, you've been with me. I hate saying you guys, you know that. You, dear listeners, have been with me um, for, gee whiz, what, 10, 12 years now, 12 years, going on 12 years this year. So, um, or 13 years. I don't know. I, I don't do math. 11 years? What is it? I need to check again. Could someone could someone go to geekoutpodcast.com <laughs> and click on the uh go down to the to the shows tab on the sidebar. Click on Geek Out Loud. This is what I'm doing right now. And um and go and hit and go down to the bottom and hit the two double arrows to go all the way to the end. Wait, no, that just goes to the next page. Uh, hit the 25. Will that take you all the way to the end? Yes. Okay, episode one, Geek Out Loud. In an effort to get all my ducks in a row with the podcast, I'm going to repost all of the original nine episodes before I get number 10 out. This is when I had the podcast on geekoutonline.com, and we started to grow thanks to me coming on to Starkville House of L. And, um, and I was trying to blog and podcast, and things got wonky, and I didn't know how to do that all on the same website. So I got geekoutpodcast.com and had to redo the feed and everything. And um, this was from October of 2007. So yeah, we're going on 13 years come October of, um, of, uh, of, of the Geek Out Loud podcast. How did this sound back in the day, by the way? Let's give this a listen real quick, if it'll, if it'll play for us. Will it play for us? Probably not. It's probably like, hey, you need to do this. Like, I can't just go over to the, is it loading? No. Hmm. I wonder if I have episode one not uploaded correctly. What if I download it? <laughs> Why would I download it? Aha, uh -huh, there it is. Page not found. So something's wrong there in the code. All right. Well, we'll I'm not going to fix that during the show, but I will try to find... No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Because I found the other thing. And and this is what I... I okay, back to the marathon. I was... I, I'm more excited today than I was yesterday. Um, as, as I said, there is so much that is... Um, that is... Uh, that there is so much that 
I have kind of let slide with the Goaliverse, and and including just the way that I stay in contact with a lot of people who have helped me with the shows and that sort of thing, and who have been a big part of the Goaliverse. And so, um, as you know, I mean, I, I think the only one we really ever announced that was on kind of hiatus was the Mark Out Loud, uh, the wrestling show. And everything else just kind of faded, and, and we've struggled getting timing worked out and everything. And I realize, you know, now in this moment in time in our lives, ladies and gentlemen, that the last time th- that you heard this particular pairing was 2018. Um, in so a year and a half ago, in June of 2018, was the last time you heard this pairing, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm excited to say that as of this morning, February 5th, 2020. I can tell you that the marathon this week will consist of at least one other show than Geek Out Loud and the Big Honkin' Show. Attention, everyone. This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Do we want to get right? That's right. The rockinest podcast in the land with the uh, with the straightest, uh, you know, most square dude in the land hosting it, along with the rockinest chick in the land, Kristen, is coming back on Saturday for the marathon. Is it a one-time deal only? Who knows? Who can say? Who can say what's going to happen? It's This is the specialness of the Goldiverse Marathon, though, ladies and gentlemen, is, is that Rock Out Loud's coming back. And I have agreed... Uh, with Kristen, I am checking something. I'm going to be listening to something later on this afternoon, um, to to see uh, to see if if I can actually sit through it and, and talk about it without being a jerk. Um, and uh, and and so and if we can, we're gonna we're gonna discuss that. And Kristen's gonna be super stoked and excited, and and she's gonna bring that Kristen energy to the. Uh, to the deal, and and so it's going to be fantastic, and it's going to be good times, and uh, and and I I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be. I was so happy today, and and uh, because I didn't want to ask, I wanted it to happen, but I didn't want to ask. I could never dream, and so and because I I didn't know, you know, I didn't know if this was if this would if this could if this could actually be a thing, and come to find out it, it is so we're looking forward to it it's going to be awesome regardless of what takes place regardless of what that show's about i can guarantee you we're going to bring the passion we're going to bring the fun we're going to bring the rock and roll and uh and i hope that uh i hope that you'll be there with us on saturday february 8th for the big marathon for cure jess it may be i'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now in the mixler zoo crew our good friend jess is in there oh it's so good to see you guys on a wednesday afternoon yeah, Jess. Uh, possibly, pos- potentially. Um, I just I I've never listened to them really, and so I wanted to listen so that I didn't sit there the whole show and be like, eh, it's okay, I guess, you know, and be fake. I wanted to to make sure that that it's something we can both kind of enjoy and and have some intelligent discussion about. So hopefully, I mean, I'm hoping that'll be the case because I know that 
Jess, I know you're all about it. I know that Kristen's all about them. So we'll see. For those of you who are listening, like, what's he talking about? What is he? What is it going to be? Well, you know what? Tune in on Saturday, February eighth, to find out. We'll we'll put a we'll put a schedule out on Thursday uh, to kind of let you know exactly what's going on. the The marathon will kick off here on Mixler at 10 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can actually listen to the pre-show of the marathon on uh, on iHeartRadio at 7 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern, with the Big Honkin' Show that morning as it airs on WGIG. And uh, Or if you want to listen to that, you can tune in live with us Friday afternoon as myself. And hopefully, hopefully, hopefully he'll be in town at this point. Shaz Bazaar will sit down and record uh, the kickoff hour, the kickoff show for the marathon uh, for WGIG on iHeartRadio. So, uh, with that being said, um, I just, hey, how about this? Just want to say thanks, everyone, for getting fired up about the marathon. I want to say thanks to the Patreon supporters. Thanks to the Amazon clickers. Thanks to the Mixler Zoo crew. Thanks to the podcast downloaders. Thanks to the listeners. Just just thank you. Thank you. Now let's jam a little bit. Let's groove. Also, also a big thank you uh, already to Seth Howerton and Brian Kennedy. We're 3% of the way to our goal, thanks to those two, uh, over at uh, geekoutonline.com slash cure. They've already jumped the, uh-oh. Be myself, I'm talking about thank you for um, They have already jumped the gun and donated. Um, Brian, you know, over a week ago, a week and a half ago, and Seth just yesterday went ahead and donated, got it out of the way, and so we're we're on we're we're off to the races to, toward that five thousand dollar goal. So that's awesome. So thank you, everyone. Come on, yeah. Thank you for the party. Oh, yeah. Come on, everybody. Give it to me. Thank you for letting me be myself. All right. Well, okay, here we go. Um, this is what uh, This is what we came here to talk about, some geeky stuff. First of all, uh, the, the how about that Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, crossover, ladies and gentlemen? It's interesting. A good friend of the show and good friend in real life, Michael Professor Michael Bailey, uh, was tweeting up a storm about the Crisis on Infinite Earths when it was airing, and so I actually reached out to him because he was talking about how he liked it better than Endgame, and I, I texted him. I said, "I feel like you're trolling me in so many of your tweets," and um. And we had a good chit chat back and forth. And I, I got to tell you something. There's several things that stuck out to me. Number one, I ever since his appearance on Supergirl, and I and I haven't been watching. I fell out of out of sync with all the um, CW shows. I just hadn't been watching them. Time constraints and and kind of. I mean, honestly, getting a little. 
It's so weird. I guess I'm old, ladies and gentlemen. I guess I'm just old. It got a little repetitive with the Flash, you know, uh, by season three. I'm like, so it's another speedster villain, da da da. And and I just had a hard time. Was it season three or season four? I don't know. And and so I, I got behind, um, way behind on Arrow. I haven't really watched Legends of Tomorrow. Um, haven't watched Batwoman at all. Uh, what's, is there another one that I'm missing out right now? Supergirl got way behind on Supergirl. Just kind of, you know, I just kind of fell out of those things. And, and look, I, it's not because they're bad shows or I don't think anyone should be watching. I just kind of fell out of touch with it. You know, I, I was getting my live action superhero fix from, uh, from the Marvel movies. And honestly, just following those things along through Endgame over the past couple of years has really driven me. And, um, and and that's kind of been my joy is following along with that stuff. And meanwhile, you know, through the DC Universe app, which finally kind of got unbuggy, um, they and they've gotten more and more comics added to things. I've been able to go back and read some comics that I missed with the DC stuff, still with the Marvel Unlimited app, those sorts of things. And so that's been a pretty good superhero fix for me. And I just haven't paid much attention to what's been going on 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 the small screen with with the superheroes and um. And so except I dip in for the crossovers because the crossovers are fun. But y'all, I got to tell you something straight up. Uh, the crisis, here's, I guess what I said about crisis was this. It was fantastically ridiculous. That ending was fantastically ridiculous. And I'm absolutely okay with how it ended. I, I thought it was fan, I, fantastically ridiculous. There's no reason that that should work. There's no reason that, anyone should be happy about a cage with a monkey having escaped with the name Gleek and them actually meeting in the Hall of Justice. And in a world, but here's the thing. Here's what I love so much about it. In a world where we have gone dark, 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 vulgar, 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 when it comes to our superheroes, we want the darkest, we want the grittiest, we want raw, you know, to have these shows... Uh, at the end of what was a very, very action-packed, very, you know, big storytelling, high-concept storytelling, dark with the death of Oliver Queen and everything else that went on, you know, with all of that and and and, and how everything rolls rolls around and, and, and comes to the end. With them, I, I'm sorry, by the way, spoiler alerts, I guess, as they're sitting there in the in the great hall, uh, you know, and they sit down at that table, and the music begins to play, you know, in the background, it's just like we're leaning into the fun, we're leaning into the light, and that, to me, that's wonderful. That's you know, that's all, that's all I've wanted from 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 these shows at all from my superheroes at all like like they're sitting down they're all smiling at each other black lightning's another one i hadn't watched by the way together from remote galaxies are 13 of the most sinister villains of all time oh this is the uh the legion of <laughs> this is the challenge of the super friends by the way that's that is the next i'm saying that needs to be the next crossover the challenge of the super friends Let me see. I, I this is the wrong one. I think I let, I don't have the old. Well, here we go. Let's just stop. Let's just do this. Here we go, and play this. 
This is a marching band doing it. Why don't I have just the classic instrumental Super Friends theme? I know everyone's like, Steve, your intro is the classic Super... No, it's not. It's a, it's a souped-up version of it. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, oh, when this started playing, I was like, that is awesome. That is so great. You know, and it because it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous that they would even do that. In a world, in a day and age, where all of these grown-up geeks like myself seem to be crying for, um, you know, oh, we want it to be more gritty. We want it to be more grown-up. We want this. We want that. You know, for them just to say, let's have some fun. I mean, that's a risk. I'm sorry. That is a risk. And um, what is this? Super Friends theme. Who knows? I, don't, I hear nothing. No. Oh, I have. I have a... There it is. This is the real. There it is. Oh, they've got a little guitar up in here. Someone has remixed this mess. Anyway, just to hear that theme come up at the end and for them to blatantly pull out from the building that they've been in before that is the Hall of Justice, it, it's just super exciting, and it's, it's fantastically ridiculous. They have no business doing this in a day and age with Man of Steel and Batman v Superman and Wonder Woman and Endgame and and all of these other that just kind of end up kind of sad and, and 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 I know that Marvel has, you know, had the humor in there and the lightheartedness here and there, but man, there is nothing so campy and so glorious as just leaning into super friends. And and not a campy in a bad way. Don't 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 misunderstand me. Not campy in a bad way. Just fantastically glorious. I, I absolutely loved it, and um, and so I'm I'm all about I'm all about the 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 Super Friends theme. I'm all about the way that Crisis ended. And if they never do anything with it, if they never move forward at all, that's fine. You know, I'll I'll take it. Uh, that's cool. Knowing that we're getting a Superman, I say we're getting. Here's a. <clears throat> can I talk about something real quickly? This thing of they're giving us or we're getting. Um, I don't know where that language started. I use that language all the time. But I've started noticing like in a lot of the... I've been I've gotten into watching some toy review videos and stuff to kind of keep up with Marvel Legends news and that sort of thing. By the way, that new Doctor Doom, I want it so bad and, I, and, and it leaves shelves the minute it's on there. I, Hasbro, people want more Doctor Doom. Give us Doctor Doom, please. I don't want the I don't want the Fantastic Four in these, but I also want the Super Scroll. I don't like the She-Hulk, and I don't like the new Fantastic Four costumes, and so I don't necessarily want to get the whole wave to get. But I do love the fact they've got the Super Scroll, and I do love that Doctor Doom. So I'm torn. I, I'm just a torn man right now. Anyway, um, where was I at? What was I talking about? It's Crisis, Super Friends, 
show oh on the youtube i watch the the toy review shows and one of the things that they'll say a lot is hey we're getting this or we're getting that no we're not we're having we have the opportunity to buy this they are releasing this um maybe with tv we can say they're giving us this you know if it's if it's network television but still i i feel like even with even with the stuff on like disney plus they're not giving us anything we're paying a monthly fee for it you know um but any that's neither here nor there. That was just a sidebar that's stupid for me to even bring up. <clears throat> um, I have no idea where I was going. Oh, the Superman Lois show. They're putting out the Superman and Lois show. <laughs> Found it. Got it. Found it. Uh, and I like Tyler Hecklin as Superman, but I'm going to tell you something. With Brandon Routh putting on the Superman suit, even the Kingdom Come Superman suit, he puts on the Superman suit and... Um, and and next to next to Tyler Hecklin, like you see, wow, you know this, wow. So the atom is now going to tower over Superman in these shows, and 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 that's the. I mean, I don't mean to be negative or or anything like that. I, I just it's it really stood out just how much Tyler Hecklin. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, doesn't necessarily fill out the show, and um and so that is. That's the whole, you know, that, that was a, that was a really neat contrast between those two, but I love seeing Brandon Routh and I love the ending when Brandon Routh does the Christopher Reeve flop. It was wonderful. Look, they did so good with Crisis on Infinite Earths. That crossover was after some that have been a little bit disappointing, you know, in the past, this one was just great. It was fantastic. And I absolutely love the ending. I love the whole, I enjoyed the whole lead up. Um, I was really, I was disappointed. <laughs> I know Lex Luthor is the villain, and I was disappointed when we weren't going to get to spend any more time with Brandon Routh as Superman because Lex Luthor changed the Book of Fate or whatever and, and ends up there with them. But I do love John Cryer's Lex Luthor. So um, <clears throat> we are, uh, we, we, that, there's that. We, the Superman deal is coming up. People have asked, are we bringing back Shu? I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I, I don't know that I'm even going to be able to watch the Super Rancher. I don't know. I don't. I, I'll check it out and see. Um, you know, it, it's going to be one of those things. A uh, couple of things that I will be watching, I believe, I'll at least be checking out, um, are some of these Marvel shows that are coming to Disney. And over, during the Super Bowl, they released a about a 30-second spot just promoting all of them. Of course, it opens with uh, Sam pulling the Captain America shield out of a tree, and then uh, he's chunking it, and it looks like what they're doing is actually cutting into where he actually throws it at the tree. Um, I have thoughts about Sam. I I thought in the comics when the when the man the mantle got passed to of Captain America got passed to Sam Wilson, I really thought it was a great concept because Sam and Cap had been partners for so long in the comics, and I thought, well, this is you know the world needs Captain America. And the Falcon is is a great person to step up and take that role. Better than Bucky, even, you know, even though Bucky was a pretty good cap there for a little while. Um, and look, DC's been doing this with a lot of their characters for years where there's someone who's like a sidekick or a partner and they take on the role, you know, they've replaced, I mean, how many different Robins have there been? Uh, Flash has been everyone from Barry Allen down to Bart Allen and back to Wally West and, and sideways over this way. So, you know, the, the only the really the only the legacy character, only the really the biggest character, Green Lantern. We've had different Green Lanterns. Um, really, the only people who haven't really passed down their role uh, is Superman 
and and Wonder Woman. Batman's even had people step in for him, and when he died, there was the whole battle for the cowl, and I believe that, like, for a while, Dick Grayson took over until Bruce Wayne made it back into the comics. I don't know. I have to go back. I love Grant Morrison and, and his writing and everything, but, man, the Batman R.I.P. was hard to follow, to be honest with you. And then after that, so I kind of checked out and and didn't really get into the whole battle for the cowl, but thanks to the DC Universe app, I can go back and read that now. Um Anyway, I, I do like Captain America. I mean, I do like Sam Wilson as Captain America. And and there was a there was a scene in one issue where he was early on in his tenure as Captain America, which didn't last super long. Um, he's throwing the shield around and gets stuck at one point. He's like, I have no idea how Cap used to do this thing. You know, like he's talking about the weight of the shield, throwing the shield, using the shield, and how he's got to be different and, and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a neat, to me, that's a neat homage to those comics. I have heard one individual talking about how, you know, it's it's kind of a bummer to them that he would pass the mantle to Sam because the Falcon is a great character in and of itself. He doesn't need to be um, a Captain America to have importance and have relevance in what's going on. And and I and I agree with that. I'm okay, but I'm okay with Sam being Captain America at the same time. I just I I, I do think that Sam Wilson, especially portrayed by Anthony Mackie, I love Anthony Mackie's portrayal of Sam Wilson. I love him as an actor. I love the the energy he brings and the charisma he brings to the screen. I've seen him do some other roles and stuff. I think he played Martin Luther King in like an uh, LBJ um, biopic or something. Uh, or he, he played Martin Luther King, I think, in something I saw him in, and, and I thought he did fantastic. He just He's a great actor, along with Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman's another one that I just look at, and I'm like, man, this guy... Just just lights up the screen and everything he's in. He's got such a cool presence. And Anthony Mackey's the same way. And so I'm looking in 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 his his relationship with Bucky, their their interaction, the the tension between them and also kind of the the fun we had a little bit with them in Civil War. I'm looking forward to that coming to the screen, almost a buddy cop kind of movie. So so you know that that's where it kind of all starts and then it then then we're off to the races and we get to see cat we get to see Falcon actually being Falcon. Um then we see Bucky there Winter Soldier uh with a gun to Baron Zemo's face and and Zemo is there. I say Baron Zemo, I, I helmet Zemo whatever. I don't know what I don't know if he's actually a baron but he is it is Zemo from Civil War so he's escaped as we knew from other things and then it cuts to a black and white um thing of, of the vision, uh, saying, you know, saying Wanda and, and I'm going to, I'm actually kind of got this going here for a minute. I'm going to slow it down so I can see Wanda vision is one of these things. that's really going to be intriguing to me, or it is intriguing to me. The concept, it may not be good, but it is right now. It's very intriguing to me and it's intriguing knowing what we know, the little bit we know, uh, or let me just say this. If I am going, I, I'm about to infer some things from the comic onto um, Wanda in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Knowing that she's not really a mutant uh, per se, maybe she is now that they're, you know, now that the Fox buyout and everything is complete. Um, But knowing that her origin is different than Wanda in the comics and Scarlet Witch in the comics, you know, there may be some things here. Uh, but knowing also, and it was mentioned at the big D23 thing a while back, that she is going to be in the next Doctor Strange movie, the Multiverse of Madness or whatever, or Multiverse Madness. Multiball Madness! Um, Multiverse Madness! Is that what it's called? Multiverse Madness? 
let me let me check this out. Let let me let me multiverse of madness. Yeah, multiverse of madness. Doctor Strange. Um. Anyways, uh, I I feel like what's happening here is Wanda is tapping into Scarlet Witch, tapping into those reality altering things, and it's because of Vision being destroyed by Thanos. And so I think there's a lot of bringing him back involved in this. I think that there is a little bit of Wanda going crazy because we're going through different sitcom eras and we see her um, standing at the bottom of some steps at one point. This is the, this is the shot that everyone was like really freaking out about in the original Scarlet Witch outfit. And the one thing is you, if you pause it on that shot, uh, you, I, I can't make out if this home is a standard sitcom home, but there are some other sitcom homes we see like the, uh, like the Keaton's home from, um, from family ties. Um, we, the, there's the kitchen and, and, and the living room from that. The, the black and white one, I don't know if that's meant to be like the Dick Van Dyke home. There's the little, you know, the, it, it, it's got the sunken, um, the sunken living room coming in from the front door, but it, I don't know. I, I can't tell if that's supposed to be Dick Van Dyke or, or something else, but th there's the Brady Bunch home. We see, uh, we see that classic interior, the Brady Bunch for a little bit. There's some stairs around when she's looking around. And then there's this moment where there's a TV and it cuts to her and she seems to be coming out of the TV in color and everything else is in black and white. And she's dressed normal at that point. I say normal. She's dressed contemporary at that point. And then she and Vision are just kind of looking at each other. Um, I think what you're going to see is this is Wanda snapping. This is Wanda descending into a little bit of craziness herself. And she's altering probability and reality. And the end of this series is going to kind of lead into what's going to happen in a little while in Doctor Strange. And I think what you're going to see is some people have that Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, he's going to have to be working to restore reality. Probably Loki plays into that a little bit too. I'll talk about that momentarily. We get a shot of a football field and, and a band playing and, and some people excited in the back of a dude in a Captain America suit. And this would be U.S. Agent, um, most likely. And U.S. Agent is an interesting cat. Uh, you know, I... We, we can talk we need to talk about him at a later date and, and get some comics and and uh, this was a time he comes around in, in, in kind of a strange time in the Captain America lifespan and and there's some costume things about him and stuff it's all it's all pretty cool but anyhow um we so WandaVision Captain America Winter Soldier um and then Loki and that's how this thing kind of ends is with a tag with Loki sitting there in what appears to be some type of prison uniform. And he's like, I'm going to burn this place to the ground. <laughs> I'm going to tear this place up. A lot of to-do has been made of the letters on his shirt. And, and I want to kind of take a minute to talk about this. The TVA, the Time Variance Authority. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some looking here. Time Variance Authority. I don't know when the Time Variance Authority became a thing. Um... <clears throat> Thor volume one, number 372 in October of 1986. So Walt Simonson, Walt Simonson created this. And the, when I was first introduced to the time variance authority it was in the pages of fantastic four, somewhere around issue, um, three, let's see, it wasn't 350. 350 was a great 
awesome uh, double size issue with the return of the thing. Might have been three forty five, uh, somewhere in there. There, there was a Walt Simonson came in to the Fantastic Four, and immediately when he when when his run on the Fantastic Four began, he went into this vast, big time spanning uh, adventure where they had to go to the end of time to stop Galactus, who had become so powerful that he was like destroying everything and maybe even affecting the timeline itself. And then they come back uh, to the, they, they come back from the future and they end up in the wrong dimension. They end up on a parallel earth. And so when they finally figure that out and they have their adventure there, they leave and they end up in prehistoric times. And then they finally get home. But before they get home, they're, they're detained by the time variance authority. And the Time Variance Authority basically uh, is is this whole is a deal where they um, maybe it's two three forty six or seven three forty six. Anyhow, the Time Variance Authority is an organization that exists outside of time, where they um, they make sure the time stream stays in, intact. They they make sure that uh, that there is. Um, that, that there's no uh, paradoxes and that sort of thing. And the Fantastic Four was causing all this. What's causing all this? The Fantastic Four was causing all this with all of their slipping through time and everything. And um, and so, yeah, and so... <laughs> okay, I rem- I'm sorry, y'all. I, I'm looking through right now, and I remember, I remember what happens. So, as you go through... After they get out of the prehistoric one, something goes down with the Fantastic Four where they um they're they're thought to be dead. And so the team that steps in for them is a team made up of Wolverine, the Hulk, Spider-Man, and Ghost Rider. It's the most strangest little offbeat tale you've ever seen in your life. Like it seemed to come out of nowhere. I remember when I was reading along, and this is at a time when I was really trying to make sure I was getting these issues. I love the Fantastic Four. And I was trying to get all these issues, you know, as they came out and everything. And I, I never did a subscription, which is weird. And 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 so by this time, I was able, though, to kind of have a constant stream of Fantastic Four comics in my life. I'm just realizing I missed 347. But 348 had the 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 Ghost Rider, Hulk, uh, Wolverine, and, and Spidey. And then they were all joined back together against the Mole Man in 349. And then in 350 is this big deal with Doctor Doom where... They go to rescue Miss Marvel, who decided she don't want to be a thing anymore, and so Doctor Doom's going to cure her. And in the process, Ben Grimm becomes the thing again, uh, for real. And then 351's a bit of an offbeat tale that kind of follows up on a cosmic cube that was created during a whole Beyonder saga uh, back in like issues 312 to 319. Then when you come back to 352, it was just this really cool book that was the way they put it together. Is if you read it straight through, it, it was it was Reed Richards and Doctor Doom battling one another, and they were battling each other with these time belt things, um, where they were jumping seconds in time to try to outwit the other one. And if you read straight through, you get the story, and it's kind of weird. But then there's a key to being able to read in order the the battle between Doctor Doom and Reed Richards, and and so you end up kind of flipping around. And like even the cover is part of the story, so, um, so that is kind of what breaks everything down. 
And so when you get to like 353, the next issue, the Time Variance Authority has shown up and they have now uh, arrested the, the Fantastic Four. And this is where I was introduced to the Time Variance Authority. I mean, like, look, Walter Simonson really went all out with this. This was just such a such an incredibly huge um, story arc. And, and so the Time Variance Authority, that's when I was introduced to him. Anyhow, TVA on Loki's shirt is... Um, is wow! I just got really geeky there, y'all. I guess I don't know. Um, I guess I don't. I, I don't know how much I keep the lid on my geek side on so much. Uh, how much? It, how tight it? It's like a pressure cooker of geekdom, is what it is. It's like, oh, I just want to talk about this, and so I didn't even think about time variance authority until I saw someone point that out, and I'm like, that is really nifty. That's a great thing. What because last time we saw Loki, he was stepping out of the time stream. He was he was all that like uh, for all for the fact that all of the the Infinity Stones got returned to their proper place by Captain America, and for all of the different questions that poses for all of us, that even though they were immediately returned right back to from whence they came, um, that. Now Loki is not. And so there is an alteration in the time stream. And this is not Loki who was like all honorable with Thor and who gave his life, you know, and, and gave up the cube and said there will be bright days again and all this mess. This is Loki who had just tried to destroy the world and had now been brought under the captivity by Thor and, and, and company. And so, yeah, this is Loki who's still pretty mad about things. This is Loki who was still plotting to take over Asgard and, and and all that good stuff. So don't don't think for a minute that this is good guy Loki. And and that and that's and that's one of the cool things about that character is you really never know what you're going to get with him. But of course the Time Variance Authority is going to bring him in because he is a paradox and they and they um they don't they don't do paradoxes. So uh, apparently here are some Disney Plus dates that they announced during a um during an earnings call thanks to Daniel McFadden for posting this up from Aaron Couch on Twitter. He posted this on the Guardians of the Goliverse Facebook page, or Facebook group. You can get there by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. And um, and he says, uh, in August, it's Falcon and Winter Soldier will be debuting. In October, Mandalorian Season 2 will be there. I hadn't even talked about Mandalorian. We've talked about Mandalorian on some other shows. We hadn't done a super deep dive, which we probably will do soon. Uh, maybe on Saturday, February eighth, during the cancer, during the Cure Marathon, the Marathon for Cure, uh, December uh, we'll get Wandavision. We'll get see there. I go using that term. Uh, December uh, Wandavision will debut, debut, debut on uh, on Disney Plus. So uh, reasons to keep your Disney Plus right there. I I've seen a lot of people who are like, I don't have any reason to have Disney Plus now that Mandalorian's over. Clone Wars season seven coming in just a couple of weeks. Um. I've enjoyed going back through some movies. I have. I watched the Pirates of the Caribbean movie uh, a couple of days ago, a couple of weeks ago, and and just forgot how good it was. I hadn't watched it in so long. When it first came out, like I must have saw that movie two or three times in the theater, and because it was just so much fun and so good. Uh, I even turned around and then and watched uh, the next one, um, Dead Man's Chest, and I'm like, you know what? This really was a good concept and a good movie. I, it it wasn't bad. Um, it was, you know it was twisted and it was, it was, it was strange. And then I haven't watched that world's end again yet. And I do remember that we don't really get a good, you know, satisfactory battle with the Kraken, you know, that he's just dead when we get to that world's end. But, um, 
But yeah, I, those movies are fun. They're good. I, and I was just like, wow, this is fun. So it's been fun to kind of re revisit some of those. I still haven't watched The Black Hole yet. I, I want to sit down and watch that. I remember the last time I tried years ago, probably 21 years ago at this point, 20, 21 years ago, because uh, I rented it on VHS. It was so hard to sit and watch. Um so anyway, that yeah, that's that that's what's coming on the Disney Plus with the Marvel stuff, and of course, we had this uh, this Clone Wars trailer released here, which is really Soon, the galaxy will be remade. The Jedi and the Republic will die. I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Now, look, is that episode three? That's that. That's the thing right there. Are we getting episode three from a different angle right there? Because if that's the case, that's super cool. If Mace is saying that at this point, and he says it again in the movie, Dave Alone, you got some explaining to do, because why ain't anyone paying attention to Mace Windu? Why would anyone walk away from being a Jedi? We were trained to be keepers of the peace. Not soldiers. We clowns have mixed feelings about the war. Without it, we wouldn't exist. All part of the plan. The plan. Everything is about to change. Lots of cool imagery here. Of, lots of fighty fighty cool imagery. I got to be honest with you. I haven't really watched that trailer a lot because um, I just haven't. I, I have not because I don't like it or not into it, and I haven't talked about it much because I'm trying to keep from spoiling things for my wife. I've been trying to get her to kind of watch along and along some Clone Wars. I, she's not super into it, and so I haven't pressed it on her. She really, she had dug the movies, and I've just been trying to get her to watch a little bit of Clone Wars and trying to hit some peak episodes here and there that kind of she loves backstory and that sort of thing. So I showed her some of the Mandalorian stuff, especially after watching the Mandalorian um, with Duchess Satine and Obi Wan, and and trying to go in order. Showed her some of the Night Sister stuff where Savage Press shows up. But that's kind of where it's ended with us because we haven't had a chance to sit down and watch more. But I, she doesn't know about, you know, still being alive. Um, and she doesn't really know a lot about Ahsoka. In fact, she doesn't like Ahsoka. She she has these this weird commentary on Ahsoka. And I'm like, if you would give this character a chance, you will learn to love it. We all did. We were all in the same boat with you. And, and this must be how, what it must have been like. <laughs> This must be what it was like in the beginning of Clone Wars. Um, and so, you know, I, I just, 
I am really looking forward to this. It looks like they're going to dig into some some themes um, that they've skirted, you know, along along. And I don't want to get too too excited for this because even when they deep dive in these shows, they all they they kind of I don't know if they they don't always tend to go as deep as we wish they would go. Let me say that. In fact, sometimes there's still a little bit left to be desired. But I think there's going to be a lot of different things answered. I think they may even just recycle some stuff that Dave Filoni has already told us about that he meant for there to be, you know, a soak on a wolf and that sort of thing. So, and I think it's, I'm just really excited that he's getting to wrap up this story the way he wants to. And it does look like it's going to, um, it's going to, to bring back, um, it's going to run right into rather uh, Revenge of the Sith, which is exciting. It, It really is exciting times. And so I, the Clone Wars season seven, I, I could not be more excited for. I'm I'm really really looking forward to it. And you, and you know if you've followed the show for any length of time, you know what a big deal it is that I'm looking forward to anything Star Wars. Now, granted, I really enjoyed Episode Nine. I I I have I'm surprised when I see detractors out there going going out against Episode Nine. And I guess here's the thing. And this is you know I don't want to swing around to more serious talk on Geek Out Loud. We've already done that enough. Um, we um. We, this is supposed to be a safe place to geek out, and and that's kind of what I've always tried for it to be. That doesn't mean that we don't say we don't we're not honest about our opinions. If there's something we don't like, we we talk about it. Not we being me and whoever else is on the show. What I've always tried not to do is just to say, well, that just sucks, um, you know, and and leave it at that. I've always tried to be intelligent and and sincere and and fair in my criticisms of things um but what happened it's so strange what happened with with star wars the last jedi became this this point of contention between fans where if you liked it then you were an idiot if you didn't like it then you were a bigot and there were political reasons you didn't like it if you were critical of any part of it, then you just didn't get it, or you wanted more. Your expectations were down, or you didn't. It, it was just you were a victim of your own expectations. If you, if you liked it, then you know you're just taking everything Disney feeds you, and and you're nothing but uh, you know, you have no thought process, and you're not a real fan, and da 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 da, and you didn't really know what Star Wars is. If you, and and so look, I had l- real real problems as a, as a as a uh, as a fan with the Last Jedi. Um, but I, I, I loved the prequels and there were people who hated the prequels and I never let that detract from my friendship with them. Or I never, I never took that as a, as a, as a slide on their character, you know, and, and look, as a prequel fan, we've put up for years with people just automatically assuming everyone hates the prequels. And, and that's, and that's, what's interesting is, is just kind of be there and watch every, just, just all the assumption of what it, you've just got to, people got to pass on it, you know? And, and now there's this hate against the special, well, I don't want to say hate. There's been a movement for several years with different fan edits and fan cuts and some really well done re-editing and even re-touching up colorization and everything of, of the original trilogy by some fans, um, you know, the despecialized editions and those sorts of things um, that still come down to we want to go against what the creator's vision was because this is what we remember. 
I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't think anyone's profiting off of this stuff. I mean, they're obviously putting in a lot of time. It's a passion project for them. And they're doing it from a place of we are fans of this. So I can't look at them and say, well, you're not real fans because you don't accept what George Lucas did. But I can look and say, you know, no one is wrong for liking the special editions as they were. Um, have there been too many tweaks in, in with the recent editions and releases? Yeah, I don't need blinking Ewoks. Um, uh, but that's neither here nor there. I guess my thing is, is like it. I had to come to a point where, I mean, we didn't talk about Star Wars a lot on the show because I was just sad. I was sad at the fact that I was had such a negative reaction to something that was Star Wars and, and what had been done to fandom. And it took just the thrill ride, and it is. It's just a thrill ride. And people say it's a dumpster fire. People say it's a mess. But, man, it's a it's a fun mess, you know? It was a good time. Um, and, and, and it took that good time. It took that thrill ride. It took the fantasy quest aspect it took all the callbacks to to little 80s tropes and movies here and there and it took it took all the powers of of jj abrams doing what he does best and that is being an homage guy i'm sorry uh jj does homages better than anybody super eight ladies and gentlemen um and it took him doing that bringing that to full brunt full force for me to be like i'm back in but before that, there was the Clone Wars trailer, that the first teaser trailer that was released and that sort of thing that really, truly put me excited about Star Wars again. So, uh, And then the Mandalorian, of course, had, had, had primed the pump as well. So it's just good to be back around talking some wars. It's good to have some Star Wars figures hanging on my wall. It's good to kind of, you know, find a balance. The same balance that I had to find, that I'm having to find with time management, I've had to find with, um, I've had to find with my fandom. And so not only is there Star Wars hanging on my wall, there's Marvel Legends on the shelf, and I've got a plan this year for how I want to collect, you know, my next kind of collecty thing that I'd like to do. And uh, and we'll talk about that at a later date. We're kind of running up on some time here. I've got to go. I know that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's just, look, balance. I think the key is balance. I think the key is um, being able to, to, to not let your fandom be your identity. And I think for a lot of people, uh, for whatever reason, their fandom has become their identity. And I don't know, I don't, I'm not a psychologist. I, I don't want to get into the, to the psyche of a, of a group think or the psyche of, of a nation. Um, but I will say this, that there's something about, and, I, and, I've, and I've talked about this for the longest time, the hyperbole that has gone on online. I mean, hyperbole began to be in vogue Um when, especially with, with the advent of Twitter and the 140 characters, you know, now I think it's expanded to 80, but the, you know, originally it was 140 characters. And so you had to say what you're going to say in the shortest amount possible. And so there ended up being a lot of best this ever worst that ever, you know, and that springs more off the comic book guy I know from, from, uh, from, from the Simpsons or what have you, but it's this, it's this level of fandom that has, has almost gotten out of control in people's life where, you you begin to feel like this is what must be for you to be happy. Look, you don't need Star Wars to be what you want it to be for for you to be happy. You don't need Marvel to do what you want it to do for you to be happy. You don't need uh, DC even to to do the characters the way you think they should be done to be happy. You can be disappointed in something and still have a perfectly good life. The thing that I had to realize that I had to realize years ago, and and it's just one of those lessons that have to be retaught every now and again 
is that if 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 I don't have Star Wars in my life, if I don't have superheroes in my life, if I don't have um you know my fandom in my life, I'm not I, I'm still gonna live. I'm still going to find joy in other things. I'm still going to you know, it, it's not, those things are, are great, great memories tied in with Star Wars. I look around the room right now, the studio right now, and, and there's a, you know, I'm, I'm looking at a Death Star playset and a, and an Ewok village right next to each other. And I just remember the joy of playing with those things and setting those things up and putting the figures on them and do, doing all the different things with them, you know, and, uh, I remember, you know, uh, the ships flying around. I look at the Millennium Falcon, and I remember taking that thing and putting different people in the cockpit and having adventures with all these Star Wars figures. And it was great as a child, but that was a child, you know. Now, what do they stand here as? Do they stand here as a as a longing to go back to childhood? No. No, they stand here as something that meant a lot to me, and it's just fun to kind of still have them in my life. It brings a smile to my face, and that's fine. And if they're gone, you know what? They're gone. I still have the memories. Leave the memories alone. I still have these, and it's not it's not what defines me. And so, you know, if it was, then then I'd be clamoring for certain things, and I would be angry, and I would be going on Twitter and talking about how you know there's no justice for fat people, or no justice for conservatives, or no justice for this. And I would I would go online and I would rant and rave about how. They need, you know, Christopher Reeve is the only Superman until you can find someone that can do it like he did and, and not have a stupid stalker Superman. I would, you know, uh, what do I get passionate about? Shaky camera. I don't want a shaky camera in my life. Um, what do I get, uh, what, what, what really fires me up and am I going to get really just mad about? Yeah, shaky camera's about it. No, I'm kidding, of course. I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, and especially with the marathon coming up, you know, in a couple of days, you realize what's what matters in life is not this stuff. This stuff is fun, and that's why we want Geek Out Loud to be a place of fun. And one of the ways we're doing that, I'll shut up now. One of the ways we're doing that um, is uh, is is the YouTube channel. I, I I fired up a Geek Out Loud YouTube channel. Um, I I don't know all the rules and everything of YouTube, so I'm 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 treading with caution. Um, but uh, but there's only two videos there now at, at Geek Out at the Geek Out Loud YouTube channel. And they're both kind of the same thing. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. I was supposed to talk to Stuffity about what I'm doing because Stuffity is the master at the video, and and I and I and I wasn't faithful to get back to him and and really hold his feet. So look, Stuffity has been great. Stuffity has been a huge boon to the podcast and everything. I, I big shout out to Stuffity. Love him to death, and and he's great. But, um, but the, but I like the, but so far it's been like, Hey, here I am in a light box doing some things and, and you can see the edges. Of, really, I just have it now for the lighting because it's too small for what I was really wanting to do. But, um, but I've opened a box of Marvel card and start open packs and then that got boring. And so, um, so I showed off some, uh, some, some Marvel legends figures and then, and then that rained action figures, and I talked about them, and then I signed off, and that's kind of what I've been doing. Well, uh, it was I was sitting there, I'm like, this is going to be boring to watch me sit here and open all these Marvel cards. So I ended up going through, and and opening up the rest of the box off camera, um, and and what fun it was to go through these things. And this is one of those things. And what we'll do on the on the actual YouTube channel is 
is I'll show you the, the fruits of the labor of opening those things up. And I'm going to get them loaded in a page loader and that sort of thing. And, um, and, and then I've got some other stuff I want to show you on the, and that's the whole thing. That's the whole point of the geek out loud YouTube channel, just to show you some cool stuff. I don't, I, I, I don't have the production ability to be like, Hey, here's the history of Hallmark keepsake ornaments. You know, I, I, I don't have that ability, but I do have the ability to say, Hey, look at this cool thing. You know, look at this neat thing that I like in, in, in this thing that I have over here. The first, the first episode featured a very, you know, important to me, blue, old blue tackle box. And that has for years contained trading cards since I was a child, you know, and, um, and it kind of became the de facto trading card storage box for me, non-sports trading cards. But, uh, since then, of course, the collection has grown way outside of that, uh, little blue tackle box. And so there's more to show, but also the Star Wars figures that we're always talking about and the things I'm always, you know, kind of mentioning and bringing up, I'd love to show off as well as, um, you know, some other different things and, and there's stories behind some of the things I want to show you and other things are just like, Hey, look at this. This is neat. And I always kind of dug this. There are, you know, there, there are, um, they're different. We, we want to, one of the things I really want to do is I have two of the star Wars cookbooks and I really want to get a setup where I can actually cook through the cookbooks, you know, that'd be part of what, what's done on the YouTube. So there are plans for it. You know, we're just trying to make sure we do everything right and have a good time and not do any, you know, and, and we got to be careful with copyright and stuff. And, and, um, and it's too expensive to actually get music orchestrated for something like this. <laughs> and so, you know, we're just, we're having a good time and, and, um, and that's, and that's what it's about. It's just having fun, even though I've been told I need to just go ahead and retire, but that's fun. That's fun. Um, it, you know, haters going to hate. So if you, if you think about it, go over there and give that a like and subscribe, not because it it's not going to be a, there's no way it's going to be a money generator for me anytime soon or at all, but it's just kind of a neat thing that I want you guys to be a part of as much as I want you to be part of the Mixler Zoo crew at Mixler.com uh, slash Goalerverse, as much as I want you to be a part of the, the marathon this week, you know, as much as I want you to just listen to the show and download the shows, it's, it's good time. So, um, all right. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know that I have anything else that I, I remember really to, to kind of touch on and talk about. So, um, I guess we'll, I guess we'll start to wrap it up. Here's, here's what I'd love to do. One of the things that has gone by the wayside that used to be a thing and used to be a big thing, um, was, was emails. And, uh, and, and we just kind of, they kind of dried up and that's me, you know, look, that's my fault. That's, that's where I, um, that's where I stopped doing everything right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where that's on me because I, I stopped reading emails because I stopped getting them and I stopped getting them because we weren't really doing shows regularly and we weren't doing shows regularly and I stopped getting emails. And so it's just this big, you know, this whole thing. So what I would like to ask is that if you want to email us, if you've got something you're geeking out about, you want to email us, please do so. It's geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com, and uh, we'd love to hear from you there. The Twitter is at geekoutloud. Uh, you can follow the entire Goaliverse at Goaliverse. Uh, basically, you're going to see Geek Out Loud and Goaliverse treat a lot of the same things. Um, but yeah, we would love you to follow. If you're not a part of the Facebook group, uh, it's uh, geekoutonline.com slash group will take you right to the Facebook group. There is kind of a couple of entry questions, you know, answer these questions to 
um, and, and just to kind of make sure you're real and you're part of this group and that sort of thing. So we know kind of what, where you're coming from when you get in there. Uh, if you're in the group, go fire up GIF Uno. Let's get GIF Uno going back again, doing just right. And uh, whoa, that was loud. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, so jump in that. Um, hate to wrap it up, but I got to, ladies and gentlemen, got to go. Uh, maybe my goal is that you might actually have a new YouTube video, uh, before the marathon actually launches. So, um, that is, that is really dependent on me, um, doing things that I don't know that I have the ability to do, but we're going to try, we're going to try. Uh, so I hope that you'll, you'll keep a lookout for that over on the Geek Out Loud YouTube. And I hope that you will keep us locked into your podcast feed and, and what's going on. So, um, I just thank you all for listening. I thank you for clicking on links to Amazon and other places or geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. I thank you all who join us on Patreon, the Patreon Zoo crew. I thank you all who download the show. Once again, just thank you, thank you, thank you. We're looking forward to this weekend. Hope that you'll be a part of that as much as you can. If you're at someone's wedding or something, you know, just kind of stick an earbud, you know, in your ear or get out of the wedding as quickly as possible and you know, say, hey, I got more important things to do. Geek out loud is on, geek out loud is on, geek out loud is on. You can tell them that. But uh, so much, so much looking forward to everything. Big shout out to Brody, who's sick with the flu today, and his dad, Mark, taking care of him. Hope, Brody, hope you get to feeling better. Mark, don't don't catch it from him. Don't, don't get it from him. All right. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve Lawson. This has been Geek Out Loud, and we'll see you on the next one. That Geek Out Loud, of course. We'll, we'll see. I should have said, this is Geek Out Loud. I'm Steve Glosson, and we'll see you. No, I should have said, I don't... See you guys.